Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcast. G'day and welcome to Thrush and Treasure, where two dudes break each other's sound barrier out of nothing more than schadenfreude. I'm Aaron and joining me as usual is my co-host Gareth. How's it going, mate? I'm doing great as always. Exciting week? Very exciting week. I had a week filled with music. Oh, did you? Yes. Interesting. Mm. All right, well, we'll jump straight into it then, because last week we swapped over some albums. Uh, I guess we'll start with metal this week. Yes, I agree 100%. How about you tell the audience what nonsense you inflicted upon me this week? I inflict. yes, I did. I inflicted Lindemann, their latest and last album, as it turns out, F and M. I think he wants to continue. Yeah, it will continue just as Tills Lindemann on his own, just as a purely solo project. So kind of a little bit confusing in that way. But Peter Tuckgren's no longer involved. So yeah, interesting to see what happens. Well, I'm not that confused because Lindemann is his name. So technically where he goes, the band goes. Yeah. They yeah. could like invite 10 people to the band and it'd still be Lindemann. Then it'd be Ramstein. <laughs> Touche. As I was about to say, I'm an idiot, so I would say that because I don't know the difference. I'm gripped, and I really, for a change, I actually want to know what you thought. Oh, good. I'm glad you do because you're about to find out. <laughs> when I first saw the cover, I decided not to write an opening joke until I realized the cover was a picture of two masked women holding their cocks. And I was like, hang on, The Master Debating Show is our other podcast. (laughs) And then I realized the band is actually two men. And I was like, hang on, two men dressed as women holding their cocks? That is definitely our other show. But then I realized the band was a German band. So... Als ich dachte, es ist der Lindemann's Album F&M Herte, sagte ich sofort, dass Wille die Lieder so klingen. Als würden sie in ein Musical passen, was habe ich herausgefunden, dass die meisten Lieder tatsächlich für ein Musical-Version von Hansel und Gretel geschrieben worden sind, in der der Liedsänger Till Lindemann im Jahr 2019 aufgetreten war. Please stop. Ich frage mich, ob Gareth sich darüber bewusst war, als er mir dieses Album geschenkt hat. Please stop. Ein paar Lieder stachen heraus und ich genoss den Tango-Klang von Achsorgan, aber nicht den rap Vesuk mit dem Lied Mathematik, das ich als ein äh, seltsam Mischung äh, als vergeleiteten äh, R&B und dem Gesang eines äh, betrunkenen, umheimlichen Onkels empfand. Der resultierende Sound passt äh, jedoch zum Rest des äh, dunklen, äh, grublerischen Albums. Das Lied Blut hat ein eingängliche, durchgehende Linie, die noch lange nach dem Ende des Albums ungehalten hat. Insgesamt fand ich dieses Album für einen Rich-Metal-Fan viel zugänglicher als andere Alben, die ich mir für diesen Podcast ungehalten habe. Uh, aber das macht darin liegen, dass nur wenige der Songs nach echtem Metal klingen. Hören und dieser Sound war ein willkommener. Uh, uh, ich konnte fast durchgehen einen Punk-Influence hören und dieser Sound war ein willkommener. Ein uh, eigen Song, so eine Dunkelheit, die im Album vorherrscht. Wie liegt hier ich mir auch so gern am Ende noch einmal an, da es perfekt zu meiner Music Theater Playlist auf Spotify passen würde. 
nachdem ich mir FNM in etwa seine Minuten eingeholt habe, war ich gespannt, wie die Lieder mit ihrer Original Orchestrierung in den Kontext eines Musicals passen würden. Ein sehr seltsames Konzeptalbum, drei von fünf Sternen. Wow, I don't, I don't know how... Um... <laughs> Now we need subtitles for our podcast because you did that in some sort of German, I'm assuming. I did that in perfect German, fuck you very much. I don't speak German, so I'm just going to... Oh, well, that's a shame. Yeah. Oh. Missed all that. Well, you probably shouldn't have said to me not to translate the album, so I didn't. <laughs> I mean, what did you think I was going to do, Gareth? You know this show by now. Game on. This is a problem I never know. <laughs> I can't bring the album to me, I'll bring me to the album. And would you like to know what it said? Oh, why not? I'm sure you heard your name. I did. Would you like to know what bit that was? Sure. That I was saying, uh, I wonder if Gareth realizes this because he gave me a concept album for a musical. Yes, that's the whole... Uh, oh, okay. Yes, that was the whole point of it. Well, yeah. that's cheating. No, it's not. I'm not going to deliberately like something just because it's a fucking musical. You don't get an extra point just... or any, a first point, because let's face it, it's Broadway one, metal zero. <laughs> I am keeping track. Last episode, put me on the board. Let's yeah, face that's, it. that is true. Yeah, You don't get to trick me into liking something. That's not, that's dirty. No, I, I, the exact opposite. <laughs> I, I'm, I want him to hate this and then... Because I knew you'd dig into it, and I thought, oh, you're going to find the Hansel and Gretel connection. And I thought, that'll that'll be that'll be a challenge, see if you love it or hate it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a musical theatre album. Well, I mean, it's it's based around... There's song, They've used songs from... I did look for the show on YouTube. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. I don't know if what I saw was a concert or some weird European type. I don't want to offend our listeners after just... I think you've offended. ...butchering German, but it was weird. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about mathematics. Okay. Because I thought when I heard that, and I mean when I heard that like seven or eight hours after hearing it, I thought, did you give me this song deliberately? Because it's not just a new one. It's, it's creepy. It's another, what's that song it's from, a... um, that creeped me out from Avatar? <laughs> it's another that song. That was, yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. And then I kept singing my own versions of it, like I always do. You're right. Oh, good. Good. And that's, so a only... that's a bonus track, so you know, that's not on the standard oh. album. Math yeah, that's a bonus track, so that's that's good. I say this with all enthusiasm. Bonus. <laughs> it was just, it was creepy. You wouldn't have understood it, but I basically described it as a drunk uncle. <laughs> okay. I liked Axel Gunn. Mm -hmm. that that was a, uh, that's another bonus track, so you've, yeah. you've pretty much ignored the whole album. <laughs> I don't know this shit, I just put it on. The extras. I know, don't worry, I know how that feels, believe me. I pointed out Blut, and now reading it in German, I don't understand what I wrote. Yes. The song Blut had a catchy through line, which lingered long after the album had finished. So that's a good thing. Right. That's yes. a positive. That's not a negative. No, no, that's probably where the one point came from. Yep, I guess, yes. I mean, ironically, yes. Uh, but if you're German and listening to this, please don't write in and spoil it for me. I don't read German. Yep, right away, I don't read German. So it's fine. That's you all can, right. You can call That's me whatever good. you want. It was an epic troll. It, and I'm very, very proud of myself. I'll tell you what, I was nervous doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, it's far more effort than I put into it. But don't you? I, I applaud that. Yeah, well, I want to have some fun with this. Mm. I want our audience to have some fun with this. I want you to be messed with. <laughs> Time and time again. I'm satisfied. Okay, but the album, I, 
I did also comment that I would like to see it. I'd be interested to see it or hear these orchestrations on stage in their proper context with their original orchestrations, the how it's meant to be, not in a rock album. Yeah, in in the con- context of the of the yeah. whole Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a creepy show, anyways. What creepy story, anyways? It's um, it is a dark tale, and all the grim fairy tales are dark. Well, they are, and. It's a cannibal witch it is. that it is. wants to eat children, which makes sense if you're going to turn that into a metal album. You know what I used to love as a child? There was, well, I didn't know it was part of fairy tale theatre, but there was this Hansel and Gretel on VHS that we used to hire from the video shop all the time that had Ricky Schroeder in it. Uh, Shelley Duvall was in it. It was you know, okay. fairy, um, fairy tale theatre. And I just remember it was quite dark. And at the end of it, all the children sorry all the gingerbread men and girls or boys all the gingerbread people out on the lawn suddenly turned into children all the other children that the witch had i think it might have been joan collins in the part so yeah i I hadn't seen it in maybe 30 years or something like that and i tracked it down on youtube and watched it recently oh yeah child actor and karen allen yeah yeah i think i don't know but uh, yeah just a random thing on hansel and gretel so if you had just given me a normal German metal album, and I I would have done that in English, and you would have <laughs> known what I thought. So really, you got to think about these things, Gareth. It's all I just. It's all on you. You put your foot in it a couple of times already, and we're only episode four. Pew pew. To pew, be pew. to be perfectly honest, the only reason I said, and I should have known, the only reason I said don't translate it is their their first album was in English, and it was you know it tongue in cheek, cr- very very crude, a bit gross. That sort of thing. So this one was it can be as well. So I thought just just listen to the German. It's it's just nice. Okay, nobody, not even German people have said listen to German. It's nice. <laughs> I just I just did you did you go yes. did you go down the YouTube to, and look at the the yes. videos what the and, fuck and that was that? Yeah. What the fuck was that? Axog Gun had a very interesting single shot video of Till being beaten up, and he had this weird thing in his mouth to give him the cleft lip and. He's creepy with that thing in his mouth to give him the um the cleft lip. I know it's not his normal mouth, is it? And that is them on the cover, yeah? That's absolutely them Okay, and with, with masks on, though, obviously. Yeah, I'm not sure what the go is there. That's, that's what I first saw. I thought it was women. And they had chicks in their, uh, chickens in their hands. I know I said cocks. I was joking. So write in if you have to. It's a crude joke. Come at me. They're definitely chickens. Not sure if they're roosters. No, or not, it, it really doesn't. As long as they're not turkeys, because that means too fatty. Anyways. Anyways. I like the punk influence in this. That was clear. Mm. I mean, that's that's the thing about this one is they sort of, they mix up the genres a bit. There's no straight well, sort of metal songs. What there's the, there's the... a little bit of, you know. Aber das mag daran liegen, dass nur wenige der Songs nach echtem Metal klingen. Although not many of the songs rang as true metal. No, I noticed that. I thought that was a bit weak. What are you doing? I've given you something that's (laughs) shrill and classical and kind of nasty. And you're giving me something I might enjoy if I wasn't a heinous bitch. Yes, well, I I knew the bitchiness had come through. The creepiness was there. Yeah. Axel Gunn, I'd maybe put on my musical theatre playlist, maybe. 
Okay. Kind of a perfect match. I mean, it's creepy, but it kind of suits it, and I like that. Like, the album as a whole kind of does ring of middle-aged rock star trying to experiment. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because I say that every week, that I love it when people step out of their comfort zone and experiment with different things. So play around with their stuff and all that. Mm. So that I did appreciate, and I maybe didn't give it one out of five stars. Yeah, you did. Maybe not. (laughs) Are you backing? Okay, don't don't backtrack now. German people don't write in. <laughs> Let Gareth be none the wiser. Mm. And I would say don't go translating. But... I have two very good German friends. I will quite happily who are both metal fans. So I will. Uh... And I've already addressed them. So I'll address them again. If you are listening to this and you are German, and if you are Gareth's friend, do not write in. Do not spoil the fun for me. It's quite difficult writing SAS in another language. <laughs> Also humour in German, but... Oh, sorry. Well, oh, that's not true. I know lots of funny German people. I can't think of any at the top of my head, but I'm sure they're there. Nah, they, they are up. there. Look, they're, they're, yeah, no, they're I wonderful. Said... I've, I've oh, been to Germany. You? It's a lovely country oh, and they're beautiful awesome. people. I'd, I'd love yes. to go there. Yeah, it was cold. I was standing in a yeah. square in Munich and it was snowing. The novelty of snow. Oh, well, I went from I went from an Australian summer to a to a European winter. That's a shock. Yeah. See, I've gone from Bora Bora to New Zealand, and I was about mid spring, mid spring, early spring, September, October. I don't know. It's, I know what it's like though. It it just hits you. Yeah. Okay. So this album, I feel robbed. I do. I feel robbed. All right. I, I feel robbed of torturous metal. You gave me something that was palatable to a lot more people something that's a musical theater concept album i think you're turning into me god help us all <laughs> oh don't worry don't worry you've it won't happen again okay it won't happen was this my thanks for last week was it so i gave you something you could enjoy <laughs> <laughs> I, I i honestly thought you might enjoy it slightly well, more than you have and, th- and then again i i just revel in the fact that you didn't enjoy it so I repeat, Germans, do not write in. If you understood what I said, do not write in. Do not spoil the fun for me. I don't know what else to say about it, though. I guess I said it all in the review. I th- yeah, I think you did, and, I, and yes, I think so, and I, and I agree with what you said. That's how you feel. All of it was probably wrong. That's not true. Hang on, let me find the English. I'm not going to read you the English. I'm not going to spoil it for myself. So my first thought when I listened to it was that many of the songs would fit into a musical, and I said that. And that's after listening to it. That's when I realized that it is. Okay. And as I proved last week, I do know who Rammstein are. Mm. So I'm not ignorant to who Lindemann is. And I finished it off by saying after 10 or so listens, because that's how much I listen to it. Wow. I have to know what I'm talking about. You can listen to an album a lot when you sit there building roller coasters all night. I think you've let yourself down this week, though. I know you're probably proud of yourself, but... You, no, you, you've given me... <laughs> you gave me one that straddled the line, let's just say that. And then you gave me back one out of five, so... Well, you know, okay, yeah, job no, done. You, you gave me one that straddled the line between musical theatre and metal, whereas I then pissed on that line to entertain myself <laughs> by reading a review that you would not understand. For nothing more than shits and giggles, because 2020 has been 2020, so I need to do something to entertain myself. I think we can close the fairy tale book on that. Yeah, we, which does open the book to the horrors of what you gave me. What are you talking about? Anyways, we'll be back after this. G'day listeners, Aaron here. While you're topping up your coffees, did you know that you can support our show and go on a fantastically scary adventure at the same time? Go to www.thetonistontales.com 
forward slash bookstore to grab your copy of The Toniston Tales, a darkly funny Aussie trilogy about a young boy who rescues injured animals in his spare time and the roller coaster ride he's taken on by a literal fish out of water. Written by me, the village idiot of Thrash and Treasure, you'll come to love Toniston Turnbull and the dozens of wacky characters that he meets along the way. And here is a sneak peek. After barely three hours of light sleep, Toniston Turnbull slowly opens his eyes, his body feeling heavier than it ever has before. Not from extra weight, from tiredness and stress. Polly sighs in the shadows behind him, the flame of the nearest barbed wire tiki torch tower having died down, but not out, while Toniston napped. Are you awake? Toniston whispers. Oh, how can I sleep in this place? Polly moans, turning onto her side and facing Toniston, who stays on his back, imagining obscure animal-esque shapes in the rusted tin roof above them, shadows faintly formed by the nearest dying torches. We need to work out a way to get out of here, Toniston states the obvious. He whispers, despite the fact the nearest shacks to their own are several metres away, and the occupants presumably asleep as most prisoners seem to be. How? There's no fence to squeeze through, or even climb, Polly replies, sitting up in bed and then stretching out her sore arms. The hairs stand on end from the slight chill in the air. I don't know, but I think the whole fighting thing is a distraction. You mean, to distract the other prisoners when new ones arrive? No, I, I think that was just bad timing. Didn't you notice? Toniston goes on to explain his theory. That fight happened, everybody gathered around. I didn't see one person who wasn't watching, and then when I vomited, the only gate in this place closed shut. What are you trying to say? I think something happened when everyone's back was turned. Like what? whispers Polly, her voice breaking up in fear. I don't know. That's what we've got to find out. Toniston's brain starts working overtime, but it's strange that nobody seems to want to leave. They seem almost happy. Definitely content. So, when's the next one of those stupid beatdowns? Toniston can't help but think Polly looks tough, almost evil in the shadows as she asks, I don't know, Toniston begins, but both teenagers are distracted by a crumbling noise in the distance. Hopping out of bed, Toniston joins Polly on her own equally uncomfortable one. Spotting a large white package hovering close to the cave ceiling, behind it a shadowy figure. The package is lowered down, causing the teenagers themselves to lower as well, hoping not to be spotted by whom, or what, may be operating this obscure crane. Over a long, slow descent, the package is dropped to the ground. Polly keeps her eyes on it, but Toniston looks up immediately, spotting a large black shadow scurry away to God only knows where. Come, he whispers, as he quietly hops off her bed, slipping into his docks with bare feet. Polly follows his lead, Careful to keep watch on all directions, the teenagers swiftly sneak over to the white package, their hearts beating an almost tribal jam in perfect harmony and stopping in their tracks as the sudden realisation of what lies before them sinks in. A woman, seemingly in her early twenties, wrapped up in bandages from the neck down. No, not bandages. Is that spiderweb? Polly asks, completely mortified at the prospect. Grab your copy of The Toniston Tales from thetonistontales.com forward slash bookstore today. Hooroo!
Alrighty, we're back with Thrush and Treasure. I'm Aaron, that's Gareth, and where we left off was with Lindemann's version of Hansel and Gretel, and at the end of that, the witch gets pushed into the oven, and something else where it finishes off with a witch getting pushed into an oven is today's chosen musical, so I'll let you, Gareth, take over. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Mm. And you gave me two versions, so you gave me the original... Broadway yep. cast version. And then I had the 2006 version. Now, but I gave you that so you wouldn't get fatigued with the same sound. That's why, because there are two different sounds to the same lyric. So I thought it might make it easier for you. I was trying to be nice. Plus, the second one is a little bit shorter. Yeah. <laughs> I made a note of that. Okay. I did make a note of that. I liked the second one much better because it was shorter. <laughs> so I listened to it, and I know, I know, I kind of knew the story, and I re- and I remember now. I realised that when I watched the movie, that is crap. I'm going to decide now the movie's crap that I wasn't really paying that much attention to the movie so I'm just yep. going to ignore that that exists as a lot of people do yeah <laughs> yeah I could see why and I listened to the original one and this is back in what is this 1972 or 3 or something Seven, sorry, well, 79 apparently yeah, 79. is the, yeah. the recording yeah, I was... 79. No, no, what I was thinking of was probably the filmed version with Angela Lansbury and George Hearn. She's in this one as well. Oh, no, 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 that was from 81. That's from 81. Well, where am I getting 87 from? What was in 87? Maybe that was an Australian production. All right, let's Anyway, just... the one I was listening to was the original broadcast recording, according to Spotify, published in yeah. 1979, running in at two hours... And starting with, it starts quiet, and then there's a whistle, like I'm guessing it's the the call to the workhouse, and it, it blows this whistle. And because it starts so quiet, I turned it up, and then I got <laughs> deafened with a whistle. It's piercing. And I thought, well, I'm deaf now, and that was actually was actually quite nice. I think it's quite dated. Okay. It yeah, it sounds oh god, it's nineteen seventy-nine. It's gotta be it's gotta be dated. And when I compared it to the newer two thousand six version, they've changed some lyrics and they cut some things out, which was kind of odd, but they changed a few lyrics in the song and, and a lot of the songs and it sounds a little bit newer and, and fresher, but there's there's still so much singing. And, well um yeah. Did you read about that production? Because I mentioned to you last week that it was only ten instruments okay funnily enough you wouldn't have gotten this either but the cast Hmm. actually played their own instruments so the cast was the so sweeney todd was on guitar and that's all i can really remember top of my head but all right (laughs) yeah so i just thought it'd be an interesting thing to listen to it actually originally it wasn't 22 it was 26 instruments so they've stripped away 16 and you can tell the difference because one feels still very eerie and got that atmosphere but it's just a little bit hollower it's, it's that i don't know that a, a real emptiness that works behind it but anyways this is a really well-known yeah. beloved popular show and and there will be hate mail against you no doubt the story itself is creepy and scary and very sad. You know, it makes for a great... Here's the other thing, and I'm ignoring that that movie exists, but this would be a great... This would be such a great film if they stopped fucking singing. Let's get rid of all the songs and let's make this... This could be This could be a great horror film if it was done right. And then I realised when I was thinking about the film, um, how much, and you said it, they did cut out of it. And they, they cut out so much and they just basically just ruined it because the story itself is... it's. A bit mad and oh, it's very mad. It's quite tragic. It's also funny, darkly funny. Yes, very so, uh, comedy. Um, 
Nellie Lovett, Angela Lansbury's character, she's wonderful in her wickedness. One of my favourite memories was maybe about 10, 13, 14, maybe, maybe even longer years ago. My nana was here while she was sick. Um, she's not with us anymore. But anyway, she was staying with us while she was sick. And I thought, because we used to watch murder she wrote and the bill and shows like that anything that was really on the abc um i thought she would maybe enjoy this but maybe not because there is a lot of blood and gore and she sat there mm. cackling all the way through mm. at angela lansbury she thought she was absolutely wonderful and she was applauding and cheering and yeah she loved it and it was that manic performance from lansbury that she loved really that's what had her cackling as usual, great musicals, they'd just be so much better without the music. Uh, and this would be so much better without, uh, <laughs> without the music. The original version, honestly, there's there's some notes in there. There is some high notes after I got my yeah. hearing Oh, by the way, it's a police whistle. whistle. Oh, yeah. is it police? Oh, of course it is. So it's a, there's, yeah, there's some falsetto that just would break glasses. And um, I don't, it's I don't need that in my It's essentially, it's an opera. Yeah, I don't have a great relationship with opera. Well, neither any, do I. Any opera. But um, when I say essentially it's an opera, it's dark, it's dramatic, it's well, melodramatic, it's tragic, not necessarily in the singing. Oh, yeah. And the new the newer version is probably less operatic, which is why if I had to choose something to listen to, you know, yeah. if I had to, again, which I won't, it would yep. be the newer version rather than, rather than the original. In my digging around, they did do, and Stephen Sondheim actually gave his blessing on a yes. prog metal version and i haven't been able to find a recording no of it. neither could i and it's been driving me up the wall and i read into it and there's this amazing theater in the u.s and this is what they do so this was kind of the own and he said yes you can do it but don't change the arrangements you need to you can do it but you need to be you know you need to do it respectfully and that sort of thing so i would absolutely yep. love to to hear that or to see that but so would i yeah, that was a bit. That was a bit disappointing because I thought, hey, I know it exists and I read about it, and then no, I can't find a recording. No, nothing so, in it. Yeah, which is just a shame. Like, just like no recording of Carol saying her corn line. The corn line in the yeah yeah. So I was, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I listened to the original Broadway recording once, and that was enough for me. Oh. I did give the other one a couple of listens just because. Okay. I, I was. It was. It was just easy. <laughs> It was it was easier for me because I, I the other one well, was see just why I gave an assault. You that? Yeah, you were just being yeah, soft. Well, I, you I, could have just let me. You should have just left me with the original one. Yeah. Oh, I could have given you the German cast recording. Well, that would have been fun. Would have been a nice tie-in. I could do that with a number of musicals. I listened to Hair and Jesus Christ Superstar, Vita, and all different languages. I didn't know this until I looked into it. There's a tie-in with Australia because Sweeney Todd is sent, which they yeah. transported, which is, you know, he was supposed to have life in Australia and he obviously escaped and then came back. So I thought he was released. Oh, okay. I, do, I don't know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pick things up with people hitting notes that will break glasses. So It has been a while for me. And it's not my job to research the musical. According to the story, he he was saved at sea and was brought back to London. And his name was, and I can't remember, but then he changed it to Sweeney Benjamin Todd. Barker. Benjamin Barker. Benjamin Barker. Yes. And it's weird because he comes back as Benjamin Barker and then he ends up living in the same place that he lived with his wife. But as Sweeney Todd, and then he, he gets this barber's chair. And I'm still not 100% why, apart from it makes a great story. 
because it'd be boring if he was just shaving people and cutting their hair. Why he has to kill people. Yeah. I get that he wants to kill the judge because the judge did wrong by him. But I, I, I just... Yeah, yeah, took his daughter. Yeah, so I just kind of don't Rick's know, wife. apart from the fact he's a psychopath, that why he feels the need to kill people. And then he does invent this amazing chair where he can just slit their throats and dispatch them down a chute and they're straight into the bakery, which I thought is just genius. It's a bit like Graham Norton's chair. I think he's angry, but I also think <laughs> oh, he he's has... pretty angry. He's a bit mad. He has a little devil sitting on his shoulder. That's who Mrs. Lovett yeah, is. don't we all? Yeah, but he has one in the form of Angela Lansbury. Who's the pie maker? The pie maker who's saying to him in that wonderful song, it's priest, try a little priest. That song cracked me up. That's just absolutely cracked me up. And I'm sitting there going, how many people have you, you know, would you like some royal, you know, royal marines? And that cracked me up. It's lyrically clever and sometimes is a genius. And some people would argue that. That song, in my opinion, is sort of the epitome of that because it is whimsical. It's dark. It's funny. It's cleverly worded. It's got a good tune. But also one thing I love about this show is that there is no romance. Oh, no. And like. I mean, it's tiny little bit and like the whole Joanna thing, but, and then she's like, mm. oh, you can marry me and live by the sea, but it's, there's a lot of meat to this story and I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah simple- most, of, most of the meat ended up in pie. Well, yeah. Um, it was a literal by, and figurative by, meat. By, by the sea just made me think, why would you want to live by the sea in England? It's shit. <laughs> That's a crappy place to live by the sea. But anyway, that's. But I guess 1800s London was a shitty place. Oh, yeah, a horrible place to live. Which is why Did I they... thought the whistle was a workhouse whistle, not a police whistle. But yeah. um, now, it all, now it all makes sense again. Apparently, according to Google. But London in those days, I don't think, had a sewage system. No, it was out the window. Bucket out yeah. the window sort of thing. Yeah. But ironically, this is a really strange fact. Now, I could be wrong on this, but John de Mole, the big famous Dutch producer, TV mm. producer of a bunch of reality TV hits, namely Big Brother, his great-great-grandfather, I think it was, or it might have been someone else who worked on Big Brother, possibly Big Brother UK or something, I don't know, um, Peter something, I'm not sure. Anyways, um, I think it was John DeMole. His great-great-grandfather designed the sewer system for London during the Great Stink. Okay. So they went from cleaning up the sewers to putting the shit on TV. Ah, boom, boom. I, I can't remember the exact details. It was some factoid I read 10, 20 years ago. And I just thought, wow, Big Brother is connected to the London sewer system. Who knew? That much of a stretch. <laughs> Who ever saw that coming? Yeah. And... Yeah, so anyways, it was a shit place to live, obviously. And meat would have been pretty scarce, or good meat. The lady down the road with her pie shop popping pussies into pies. Funny little line there. Yep. Especially hearing it come from Angela Lansbury. I haven't watched it in a while. The last version I saw actually had Emma Thompson in it. Okay. But this is a, another show I haven't actually seen on stage. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm never going to see this show on stage. Really? Oh, that's bloody and it's brutal and it's fun i won't be listening to it again except when it pops up on one of my botify algorithm and says hey here's some songs that you listen to a lot yeah yeah thanks for that and that's when you'll click play and relive the tragic tale of sweeney todd anyways i'm disappointed i didn't like it i thought this was a surefire hit it has all the ingredients to be amazing because it's a brutal tale and there's blood and there's bodies and there's yeah. all this happening and no. there's tragedy and there's then it's just shit music. So, no, no. <laughs> okay. 
I can't do it now. I now I want someone else, or I want a, I want a, a filmed version or a, a recorded version of the of the prog metal version that Sondheim gave his uh, stamp of approval on. So that's I'm living for that now, and I'll listen. Yeah. to Yeah, I'll try to find it. If anyone listening was in the prog metal version of it. Please contact us because Gareth would like to hear it. I would like to hear it. Just really interested to see how it turned out. Like even if it was country and western, I'd want to hear it because I, this is what theatre is about. It's about interpretation. I don't listen to country and western at home. I no idea of Keith Urban's songs, but I would totally listen to a country and western version of Sweeney Todd. Just because yeah. it's something different. How absolutely. Wacky. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I would too, if you if you do a, a different take on that. And that's actually why I was hoping that the new 2006 version of Sweeney Todd, it was different, but it wasn't that much different. And I was kind of hoping that it would be a little bit more out there, but it wasn't. So, But that's okay. That's just... On stage, I think it would have been a lot different because the cast are playing their instruments, so... Playing their instruments. So that, that would have been yeah. that would be interesting, strumming your guitar and then slashing a throat. Yeah. And I think they sort of tweaked the ending a little bit so it was sort no. of in his head. Did you watch Fringe? Oh, Michael Cerveris okay. was in that. and He played Tommy on Broadway. Like, he's absolutely great. He's got this real brooding quality to his voice. He's one of my absolute favourite performers. And I think they should have got him for the movie, not Johnny Depp. Yeah, well, that was, what's his name? Tim Burton sometimes just shouldn't be let loose on movies. Bit too much Tim Burton for me. Yeah, anyway, Sweeney Todd. Nearly two hours long. Yeah. Thankfully, the new version was only an hour and a half. So, um, oh, look, do you know what? I'm going to give it a two, based on that. It's a, it's a very, it's a great story, and yeah, there is some good. genuinely funny parts in it. Not least of all being a little priest and the worst pies in London, which is kind of gets stuck in my head, and I did find myself whistling that the other day. So. There you go. There's an there's an earworm. I find Joanna gets stuck in my head. Okay. Yep. That's not the type of song for my voice. All my patience, but I still sing it. <laughs> there ends the tale of Sweeney Todd. I guess you had a worse time than me this week. It's it, it actually sounds like <laughs> it sounds yeah, like it because I had more of an interesting experience with mine. Oh, hang on. Just to um, in the first one, Victor Garba, you would have seen Titanic, sure. I've seen Titanic. Titanic, yeah. He played Captain Andrews. Okay. Not Captain, Mr. Andrews, the one who designed the ship, who said it was the unsinkable win. And at the end, obviously, he checked his watch and fixed the time up right before he died. The water came and sucked him away. He's a Broadway legend. You'd know his face just from seeing him on TV. He's okay. Been in Legally Blonde. I think he was in Glee, um, 30 Rock. Uh, um, okay. I've seen 30 yeah. Rock. I think he was in that, yeah. Okay. Me on that. The, the other um, two, no. What were the other two I said? Glee and some other. Legally Blonde. What? How have you not seen Legally Blonde? We have so much educating to do. I'm okay with not seeing uh, Glee nor, oh. nor, nor Legally Blonde. Well. We're going to wrap things up and you're going to thank a load of people. Thank you to Kim again for your help. And also again, thank you to Logan and Death in Bloom for letting us use their song as their theme song. I'm not going to thank them every episode because I'll probably forget, but that's okay. And to the male opera singer we're using thank you it was royalty free so who knows who recorded it good yes. on you mate thank you mate from um somewhere on the internet yep. yeah so anything to plug this week you want people to read your reviews if you can call on that read my reviews head head over to you could read i don't know if you did you could read my fnm review that I, I did on uh and i gave them nine out of ten so there's our polar opposites right there yep. Chuck Gareth in there and you read all my all my musings and, and my opinions because I have many. Or come and come and say good day on Twitter. I'm at not Gareth. 
on Twitter, but it is actually Gareth. Yeah, I'm still confused. I've known you for ages. I still don't know what your fucking name is. Is it Gareth? Is it not Gareth? And follow the Thrash and Treasure Twitter handle where Aaron will be slightly sassy. Well... I carry that with me everywhere I go. Stop stifling my creativity, Gareth. Oh, I could never do that. But um, we've got some exciting weeks coming up. We're going to have a few guests soon. Yep. Uh, that's fun. Looking forward gonna, to um, it. Have I got anything to plug? I do. I have some novels. So buy the Toniston Tales, read the Toniston Tales, follow us on Twitter at Thresh and Treasure or on podcast or on podcast or on Instagram at Thresh and Treasure podcast. We're also on YouTube with all the videos there. No videos, just logos, but it's still the audio. On that note, shall we sign off? A disappointing show this week. How dare you give me a theatre show and how dare I give you something <laughs> that you hate. <laughs> I don't, yes. don't know what we're going to do with you. Twirling my moustache. But anyways, to you at home, thank you so much for listening. You take care, look after yourselves, and we shall see you next time. Uru. Like, like, uh-